Jackie. I'm 51 and I live in San Diego, California. I'm 5'2". I'm Kelsey. I'm 31 and I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm 6'4". Even though we have some gaps, we've been best friends through it all. Thanks for joining us on The Friend Gap. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. We are so excited to be here with you today to have some great talk um, with my bestie, Kels. Hi, Kels. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Good. What's, uh, oh, I'm great. What's new? What's going on? You know, um, we have had so much rain here in California, and I am loving it. I don't know. I know rain and clouds bring people down, but rain just, I love it. It just makes me happy. I love just to be inside and just baking or doing stuff. And so I just, I love the rain. It's lovely. We've had a lot of it. So that's awesome. I know California weather has been super weird. The snow, Mm -hmm. all of that. I have a nephew that was stuck without power and water and many things for, for quite a while in the the desert there in California. So it's been a little crazy, but it's true. The rain is just very cleansing, Mm -hmm. peaceful. I like uh, being in the South now. These Southern rainstorms are kind of fun. Oh yeah. They are the best. What about you? So we just got back from Disney world. (gasps) You happy place. Yes. Very happy place. It was a ton of fun. Um, My kids are the perfect ages, four and six. And they're just, they're just great. It's a great, uh, great age to be doing Disney. The pictures. Gosh, I love that. James was just absolutely enthralled and overjoyed with every aspect of it. So it was a blast. That makes it worth it, right? I mean, you're spending all that money and everything and they're going to have those memories and it's a perfect perfect ages that's awesome and I feel like I didn't I didn't realize I had a Disney dad by my side but man he loves it Mike's super (laughs) into it um which makes it so much fun because it is it's a big endeavor but it's awesome it's been a hard transition coming back um especially for James he just keeps I won't go I want to go back to Disney World wood yeah wood (laughs) I mean, there's so many great memories and vacations that you can choose to go on with your family. And I'm I'm not saying that Disney's for everyone, but man, it has been such a fun part of our life with our kids. So that's awesome. Yeah, I love we're, that. We're mourning being back from that. Sure, sure. Happy times. Um, yeah, right. Okay, so our question for today um, came through on our anonymous uh, little feed or whatever. So um, Google Docs, that's what that's called. And of course, that'll be linked in our show notes and on our Instagram and our website. So please use it. But the question today is, what do you do when you don't like your friend's kids? It's a heavy one. That and is I know a next, heavy one. Next week, we're, we're having an episode where we're having your two kids on the podcast. Right. And I, right. I definitely love your kids. But I, your kids are adults, and that's easier. Um. I get not, I, I'm not, I'm not a baby hungry person. I'm not someone that like, I love my own kids and, and I love my really close friends kids, but I get the idea of like not loving all kids. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think this question, what do you do when you don't like your friends kids? Like that's, that's another 
that's a hard space to be in. What are your thoughts? Well, and I think it comes into play too of you see how your friends are parenting their kids and maybe it's not how you would parent. And so behaviors aren't like your kids. And so you can kind of be like that. Yeah. I could see how that may be a problem. I agree. If your friends and, oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> it is really hard. And I think so um, that's such a good point that it could be more a difference of like parenting styles. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's really hard when you have kids that are similar ages or even not similar ages, but just when you also have kids and there's, it's a bad influence. Like I know that there's sure. some environments where my kids come home from and then they're just a little out of control because they've been around people or in an environment that hasn't been very Mm -hmm. in line with what we're trying to do or just a little unstructured, you know, and, and not saying that you have to have structure all the time, but I think you all know what I'm trying to say that. Yeah. And then you have to have like a little detox time after being with them. Yes. I think that's hard. So, so what do you, so what do we do? How do we solve this one? Well, let's see. How would you, I mean, I love all, I, I don't know, all of my friends, kids, I just absolutely adore. I, we're close enough. Um, and like my kids love them and we've always, I've never really had a problem with not liking my friends, kids, but if, as I think about that, maybe it's at a point where then you step away from that and it's not where you're together as families or couples, or it just make a a one-on-one thing with that friend and take the kids out of the equation and you just have a girlfriend friendship, you know, it's like you two are going and doing something or, you know, instead of it making it a mom friendship where you're together with the kids and everything, you just kind of separate that relationship if you can. Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, you know, this could come up too. like, what do you do when you don't like your friend's husband, right? Do what you mm-hmm. can to maybe make it a, a girl's thing or just a couple's thing if you're not loving the kids. But I think too, Sometimes we have to recognize that if it's a parenting deficit, those parents are probably overloaded and feeling inadequate already. And so they maybe need your support and help on that. Or, you know, maybe they feel alone. So Mm -hmm. maybe you limit the time, you know, maybe it's not an all day family get together. Maybe if it's going to be the kids and the families, then it's, you know, Hey, we have these two hours. Let's go meet at a park. You know, if it's kids, if it's little kids that are like destroying your house or hitting your kids, you know, maybe being in more open space and just trying to get creative about changing the environment to create a better situation, limiting Mm -hmm. the time that you have to spend and then kind of psyching yourself up and, and prepping for it. And, you know, okay, we're going to, we're going to go and do this, but we're going to do it because we love our friends, um, despite their children. (laughs) Yeah. Such a hard one. I think you have to weigh the balance of the friendship and, and adjust accordingly. Mm -hmm. And also be compassionate too of like their kids, you know, and everybody goes through these little ups and downs And you're right. Maybe it is something within the home or maybe they're just struggling, (laughs) you know, but every, every kid at some point is going to be annoying 
even my kids at some point are annoying when I'd get home. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just <laughs> acted that way in public, you know, or with people. So we all are there. We all are there. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Let's get into our episode today. I'm so excited for our topic. We are talking about girls' trips. Mm-hmm. Kelsey Jack- loves this. I do love this. <laughs> she loves girls' trips. Let's let's jump into it. So, uh, why do we feel like girls' trips are important? Reset. Kind of like recharge those mommy batteries. Yes. Yeah. I think sometimes see a lot when, of connection happening. Yeah. When we're in the day-to-day, it's hard to, or it's easy to forget who we are. And a, a girl's trip can really help us remember that. And also, I mean, it solidifies relationships in a, in a different way. And we're going to have an episode about traveling together, but you know, you could, you could think you're close friends with somebody, but when you travel with them, that really, yeah, you find out, you find out different things about people and it just deepens a relationship and, you know, you're spending all night and you're not distracted by kids or by, you know, making dinner for your family mm-hmm. or other responsibilities. It's just, it's really concentrated time. And I think that's awesome. So, um, are you the planner of all those girls trips that you've taken? Do you, are you the instigator of them? Um, yes. Generally speaking, I'll say yes. Um, I feel like once I have like, like there's one group that we've gone on a couple of girls trips together. So I I feel like I really instigated the first one, but now that we've done a couple, like someone else will be like, Hey, let's do it. Um, there was one that I was less involved in planning, but I'm, I'm kind of that personality that likes to plan things. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's good. Um, I had a friend, this is wild. I had a friend that we just went on a girl's trip with and she had not been away from her children in 15 years. Her oldest is 15. She had not spent a night away from them. And man, she had a blast. She loved it. It was awesome. And you could just see this, this woman come out that just, yeah, was recharged and uplifted and it was so fun. Um, I'm, awesome. yeah, I'm definitely the planner. Um, but I, I really like sharing the responsibility. Um, if you're going somewhere where, you know, you're cooking at the house, like assigning people meals or assigning someone to like, Hey, can you pick where we're eating on mm-hmm. breakfast on Saturday or, or whatever? I think that can help take the load off and make it feel like it's more of a collaborative effort. Um, we've done something where, um, We've had girls who we knew were going to move away. And so the trip right before they move away, they get to like pick where we go and kind of. Sure. Of all kind of like their favorite places. Yeah. You know, like, hey, do you, you know, we went to Charleston because one of the girls really want to go to Charleston and, you know, different things like that. So that's. Sure. That really helps in the planning process. That way everybody's kind of getting things that they want instead of it being one person that's planning it and picking all of the stuff. I mean, especially if you go, I don't know, you go with three, four other ladies and it's everybody's collaborating. Everybody's putting in what it is that they would like to do rather than just one person. And it's totally what they want all the time. So let's talk about how we plan a girl's trip. What are kind of the essential pieces? Um, I think the first big one is knowing the purpose of the girl's trip. Is this, you know, a mom break? 
is this, um, you know, a, a bachelorette party. That's a girl's trip. Like there's, you know, different purposes. Would you rather have an action packed girl's trip or like a relaxing girl's trip? Um, you know, I think that that, I think it depends on the time. I mean, cause I can think, especially if it's just where, you know, all of your friends, your lives are super busy and you just want to get away. I could see that as just being a relaxing and, you know, going somewhere where you can just walk and window shop and have lunch and have, you know, find a fun bakery or little, just that type of a low key one. But also I think it's would be so super fun to have a trip where you're out doing fun things, you know, and kind of adventurous, but I think it kind of just depends on where everybody is at and the mood. Yeah, it all depends exactly. on the mood. So I think, yeah, establishing what the purpose is and what the group as a whole needs. Um, I really like when you can vote on things like this. Cause yeah, it feels like it's not just the person planning that's doing it, but yeah, I, I would love a cabin in the woods where we cook for each other and we just talk and hang out and have a great time. And I would love to go with you to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> All the roller coasters the and just, you know, be going, going, going every day. And yeah. or maybe it needs to be a mix. And 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 I think it's a right, it's a spectrum and maybe it's spa days, mm-hmm. maybe it's whatever, but finding that purpose in your girls' trip is huge. Um ugh, budget. That's kind of next yeah. step. You gotta have a budget. Yeah, and be mindful of where everybody is at. And I think that the trip can go around that of mm-hmm. people's financial means of yeah. what they can afford and what they can put into a girl's trip. Well, and I think remembering again, going back to what, what the purpose is. And at the end of the day, whether you're going to spas or sitting in a cabin alone or going to an amusement park, the purpose is that you're together. Mm-hmm. And so you never want someone to feel left out for financial reasons. Right. Also w- with a budget, like knowing who all's coming, that changes, that changes your Airbnb mm-hmm. situation. So yeah. Um, picking a priority and this is a little bit different than a purpose, but I'd say your next step is to pick a priority. Is your priority the destination and where you're going because you want to sightsee or you want to do something there or is your priority the accommodations? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter where you're at. You just really want to stay in a yurt or you right. really want to stay in a cabin in the woods or you know kind of knowing mm-hmm. the priority and and knowing the purpose maybe it's you know you need a disconnected weekend so you want somewhere that doesn't have internet access or maybe you you know so you're going to pick you don't really care where that is you just want to pick the place so that right or if it's probably a little bit more expensive right if you're doing Disneyland or you're doing Disney World well that's pricey right so your accommodations or mm-hmm. you maybe don't care that you're in the nicest hotel but you're going economy because it's yeah. an adventure and you'd rather spend the money on the adventure than on what your accommodations are exactly and how much time you're going to be spending if your whole trip is being going to be spent in that room yeah you might want to spend a little mm-hmm. more on it okay um as the planner it's i feel like it's really important to give people options but also not too many options because it can be really overwhelming, right? If you give a group of five people, 10 options, 
you might not ever get really a result or an answer. You might find five that no one wants to do, but then you might come back with, okay, we have five things that everybody wants to do. So as the planner, like narrowing it down and kind of taking into consideration personalities, giving a variety, but not too many options. Um, (laughs) And I think you and I have experienced this in not necessarily girls trips, but planning cruises and things like that when we all get on the call and talk about what we want our excursions to be right we're all kind of and luckily we're all close enough that we can have really frank budget conversations with each other and and we're Mm -hmm. all really open but that can be scary yeah um I as we're talking through these points I'm really seeing the benefit of having a planner, having somebody that's the key point. Because like I said, we've talked about girls trips with some other friends of mine, but they've never happened. It's because we throw it out there and say, oh, well, we should do this. Okay, well, great. Let's find a weekend. But it never happens because we're all just, I don't, there's not that distinctive person. So I can see how it would probably happen more if there was somebody that'd be like, okay, here's some dates. Okay, here's some places. And taking that initiative of being the planner. And I think that can be rotated. It's like, great. Well, I did it this time. How about you take the point on the next one that we do? And so that it doesn't always feel like I'm always planning things. Because I know, you know, we all feel that way sometimes where we feel like, you know what? We're always the ones planning. Yeah. And sometimes it's nice to Well, and it's the bystander effect, right? If there's too many Mm -hmm. people around, no, everyone feels like, oh, someone else will step up. Mm-hmm. And then no one steps up. Yeah. So it yeah. just never happens. Exactly. Um, I feel like you have to, what is this? Number five, you've got to plan for changes to happen. Oh yeah. Especially when you have so many people involved. Yeah. You get a reservation and it, it ends up getting missed or, you know, the restaurant is too booked. They don't take reservations and the wait's too long. And so, you know, you're, you're going, and I think everybody in the group, not just the planner, everyone in the group needs to be prepped for change mm-hmm. and and be flexible. Have you had um, it where within that change, I mean, you're thinking of logistically within reservations and everything, but with even with the people, you know, maybe somebody backs out at the last minute or a week before or, you know, something happens to one of their kids and they're like, ah, I can't go. You know, that's, that can mean it being more expensive for everybody else or, you know, so what do you, have you had that experience where somebody's backed out or what do you do with that? Oh, that's such a hard one. Um, I think most of the time, if someone backs out really last minute, they kind of understand that, you know, everyone's already paid for things. And then sometimes on the trip, we'll say like, oh, dang, we're so sad that, you know, Jackie couldn't make it, you know, do do we feel like we can cover her cost and, you know, it would be X amount extra for everybody. And you can kind of have that conversation and and talk openly about it. But it is hard when you plan, you know, okay, we need an Airbnb that sleeps four people. Uh, Someone backed out. Now it's three. Yeah. Like that's hard. Um. And so I think understanding that changes happen, but also I think over communicating when the plans are booked, like, Hey, okay, this date's good for everybody. Like, 
obviously things are going to come up. And if you can't be understanding in those situations, then your friendships probably aren't going to last very long. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And um, you probably won't get invited on any more girls trips. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to be this, <laughs> right. If you're going to be the one that's going to be like, Hey, you owe me this much, but you know, it's like, nobody yeah. wants to travel with somebody that like that. It's like, yeah. be forgiving, be compassionate. And I think that sets us up for kind of uh, another point I wanted to make is it's okay to set some ground rules in advance. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be really sure. impo- important, you know, Hey, we're, you know, we're dividing the check X number of ways. Is everyone okay with that? Or we're, we're going to split the check by what everyone orders on this trip. You know, I know some people go to girls trips and they don't drink, but their friends do. So if you're just dividing a check, that's hard because then you're paying for other people's alcohol, which is generally pretty expensive. So just kind yeah. of having those conversations up front can really make the trip itself go a lot smoother. Understanding like the bedroom setup, if there's someone that's going to end up having to share a room, you know, if, mm-hmm. if there's one girl that gets the master suite okay, well, maybe you're sitting in the back of the car the whole drive. Right. Sorry, dude. You know, like you can't, you can't have the same person sitting on the floor that's also, you know, riding the hump in the middle in the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good points. Oh my gosh. Just just kind of over, 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 um, communicating some things up front. And then, you know, as people are piling on the car and you see, you know, Brooks sitting in the back it's like Brooke thanks so much for volunteering to be in the back row like you get first choice of the beds I it like can be that something yeah. just as simple as that it doesn't sure. have to be you know a, a big, big conversation or debate mm-hmm. it's just but but being aware I think can be really helpful yeah you know, or maybe, like that. maybe that's how you think the driver you know, if maybe the the car accommodations are, are pretty equal, maybe that's how you think the person that's going through the effort of driving. Little things like that can really make a, a trip go a little smoother. Well, and the, the feels, right? It's, I'm pretty sure that people can get bugged very easily, oh. <laughs> you know? And so you want everybody feeling great and having a great experience. So communication. Yes. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. And I think, um, you know, is someone going to spend an absurd amount of time in the bathroom getting ready and piss everybody else off? A little bit of communication can really help that. Hey, what's everyone's like bathroom situation in the morning? Should I shower tonight? Like, you know, I can help alleviate some of that. Just be really helpful. You sound like the perfect girls trip person. Like you are so like all of these things, I think, wow, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, thank you. You're welcome. I I think I am. Pretty, pretty <laughs> darn perfect when I could just kidding. <laughs> um where are we going I, uh, next? Oh wait. Where are we going next? I know, right? Oh my god. We need a girls trip. We do need a girls trip. We love our husbands and we love cruising with our husbands. The problem is is that our husbands want just to be there. They at least find this. <laughs> 
He's like, wait a second. You're going with Kels? I want to go. I know. It's because we're all just such good friends. Because <sighs> we are such girl, good, good friends. Okay. Um, okay. Keeping on, keeping on. So I think maybe the last like main point for planning an effective girls trip is to make sure that there's variety in what you're doing. If, you know, if all you're doing is sitting in a cabin chatting, there's the people that are a little claustrophobic that might start to struggle with that. So, but if your Mm -hmm. goal is, you know, a cabin getaway, still like plan a hike or plan, you know, driving into town for lunch one day. Um, If it's a theme park, you know, plan a, a day just relaxing on the beach or sitting poolside. Make sure that there's variety to kind of help everyone break it up. feel comfortable mm-hmm. and, and, and break it up and give your feet time to rest. Um, I also think make sure that there's good bonding time. Those late night conversations that that's where friendships get super deep and super close is when you're sitting around laughing and talking and just having a really great time without a lot of distraction. Mm, I like that. That's usually, like you said, the late night things, mm-hmm. you know, it's staying up late and yeah, you think you're going to watch a movie, but instead you end up just talking and then you get the munchies. So you grab the diet Coke or diet Dr. Pepper and whatever snacks. Yeah, I'm totally thinking about when we came, when I came out to see you. Oh, yeah. You know, just staying up late and chit-chatting. For sure. And I think, too, um, making sure that you have those snacks, have those munchies, like, that's a really fun way for everyone to kind of come together and and bring something to share. Um, But with that bonding time, you have to make sure that you have good space for that. So as you're planning Mm -hmm. your accommodations, um you know, making sure that all of the hotel rooms, if you're doing hotel rooms are next to each other, not on three different floors spread out. Cause you're just not going right. to spend a lot of time together or getting that Airbnb so that, you know, maybe someone's sleeping on a couch, but there's really good family room space and, and kind of mm-hmm. community space, um, that you're getting, which I think is awesome. Um, we had an experience kind of going back to setting some rules. Um, <laughs> we were on a girl's trip and we were all sharing one hotel room and it was like let me think one two three four five six I think there was like six or seven girls in one hotel room. oh wow there was two double beds and then like a pullout so we're sharing beds it's wild like great and they're so double they're, beds <laughs> yeah no it was not great and my friends quickly learned shout out to a couple of them that have shared a bed with me Jackie I know you have Morgan has shared a bed with me I <laughs> just compulsively spoon right it just and there's is a thing. it's it's I mean I I sleep really hard but man I will spoon you in the middle of the night and not even know it. <laughs> and it's it's this ongoing joke uh Jane on this particular girl's trip I'm talking about she um she like told her husband about it and, and we joked about it in the morning I was like I'm so sorry sure. and, I, and I warned her like I you've got to be self-aware I warned her I was like hey if you sleep with me you cannot be like a space person like I I just <laughs> happens I'm really sorry if you want me to sleep on the floor I will like you know I'm very self-aware of that <laughs> but she came home and told her husband and her husband totally came up to me the next time I saw him and was like uh Jane's just really disappointed with my spooning ability because she's <laughs> She's been uh, cuddling, cuddling Kelsey, and it's anyways. It's like this ongoing joke now, years later, that I I don't know how to create space 
when I'm sharing a bed with somebody. So a little bit of self-awareness can help right. make sure that no one feels uncomfortable during that. But <laughs> this particular girl's trip, we kind of went down a rabbit hole on that, but there were two girls that really wanted to go to sleep. Mm. And we were watching a chick flick and they were like, turn it off. Like they wanted to go to sleep and we're all sharing a room. So kind of knowing in advance, right. like, okay, this might be a situation where we need an Airbnb because there's someone that wants to go into a room sure. and go to sleep and sharing yeah. one hotel room isn't a, a a good thing. So just knowing that kind of setting some ground rules, Hey, like I'm totally good to stay up late, but like midnight's gotta be the cutoff or, you know, whatever right. your cutoff right. is. Um, just knowing what that yeah, is compromise. being willing to communicate that right. is huge. Ugh. Or put on eye patches and earplugs. Right. You know, I mean, it's a combination just working together. It's a lot of women in one room. <laughs> Grown women too. Seriously. A lot of feelings. <laughs> a lot of feelings. A lot of things going on. Um. Okay, so I wanted to bring up this one thing. There's something called girlsvacationclub.com. And what they do is they have pre-planned girls trips. Wow. So this is what their little about me says. I'm going to read it to you. We've all been there. Your best friend calls excitedly and tells you about the resort she just saw online. It's filled with adventurous activities, great food, drinks, stylish people, and an amazing beach with turquoise water that lightly laps at your feet as you relax in the healing rays of the sun. She wants to get all your girls together for a vacation of a lifetime where you can cut loose and make memories you can pass down for generations to come. Her excitement and detail has you imagining yourself marching to your boss's office, slamming the door behind you, and demanding... Uh, requesting leave immediately but before you end your call you hear her say through a reluctant smile the words that snap you back to reality can you plan it <laughs> Rot row. Rot row. so i feel like that is exactly the environment that you were kind of talking about like you sit there and you plan this great idea and you think it's going to be awesome and then you realize wait someone mm-hmm. has to plan it so that's what they do girls vacation club provides pre-planned girls trips on land and at sea both domestic and internationally um so interesting like there's ways that you can do it um without some of the work there's so many blog posts about people sharing their experiences at different locations across the country and internationally if you're wanting to plan a girl's trip you can basically just take someone else's itinerary and plug it in. Wow. That's cool. I love that. I love it. So what do you think the hard parts are of planning a girl's trip as a mom? Mm, I think getting away um, from the kids and their stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably been, you know, I mean, weekends are, very important to a lot of people, you know, where it's like they have busy husbands and busy kids schedules and then they get to a weekend and, you know, they have a lot of family stuff. And so to take a weekend and to step away, I think is probably, that's been some things I think that have stopped us from doing girls trips is just other obligations and stepping away from your kids. Yeah. What so kind of piggybacking on that, it's really hard to get time away and especially time at length away. 
So if you were to plan a girl's trip, what do you think a good length of trip is? Um, I think if you are a super busy mom and um, your just life is just packed full of stuff, even just like a little weekend, you know, you leave on a Friday morning and come back on a Saturday night. I mean, it's an overnighter, but as you were talking about that and after I answered that, I thought, you know, sometimes maybe it's just like a girl's day. If you can't get away for a night, maybe you just take a day where you go to the next city or you go to somewhere in your state that's drivable, you know, like an hour, you know, just like a shorter distance away and just make it a day trip and just say, Hey, let's go to a different, you know, like I'm thinking Utah, let's go up to park city for the day. Let's walk around, maybe do something fun, go on a hike, have lunch and you're home by the evening, you know, after kids are in bed or something. And it's, that to me, I, I would do those multiple times. <laughs> I I would love that. You know, that would be for me something fun, especially if you can't maybe financially spend a lot on a girl's trip or on a vacation that, you know, you just have like a day date where you're just out. I love that. And I think that's the point is that you can make it happen. Um, mm-hmm. because we, we go back to what, what's the purpose of the trip and the purpose is to just spend great time with your friends, solidify those bonds, step away from, you know, your day-to-day life. And that can happen in four days. That can happen in a, a day. Um, I love the overnighter, I think, cause again, I think those late nights, um, you know, you're not having to wake up with the baby in the middle of the night. Like that's, that's a lot of times the escape and the break that moms need, Um, but you, you know, need to be back for the soccer game that afternoon. So being able to say, Hey, I can do X amount of time, or Mm -hmm. we've also had some girls that couldn't go for the whole time. So they just came, you know, we stayed somewhere kind of close and they came up for the evening and then ended up going home because they had other commitments. And I think being flexible and understanding, but as we've always talked about on this podcast, if you want to have great friendships, it takes sacrifice and it takes planning Mm -hmm. and it takes effort. And so um, it takes stepping out of your comfort zone. All of those things are so important. So just try to be flexible and make it happen however it needs to look for you and for your group of friends. Yeah, I like that. So top five Girls trip location. Should we talk about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Top five girls trip destinations. Ooh, this is from a random website because why not? Um, <laughs> this is what they say are great girls trip destinations to book this year. San Juan, Puerto Rico. Have you ever been to Puerto Rico? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you yeah. think it's a good girls trip? Uh-huh. All right. Good yeah. beaches. Yeah. Love that. Um Savannah, Georgia, which this is actually supposed oh. to be my next girls trip, like happening this no. month, but I Absolutely. don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I've oh, never I been to Savannah. That, mhm. I have a, a a good friend of mine and she with her high school friends takes girls trips every year. They have a year I mean, it's planned every year and they go and they go to different 
U.S. cities, like big U.S. cities. And they did Savannah, Georgia last year or the year before. I can't remember. But that was, she said, one of her favorites. And they see the sites and they see the city. And she raved about Savannah, Georgia. So that's a good idea, too. I need to make it work. But this one might end up being a driving driving the hour into Charlotte and having a a one-nighter. We're struggling Mm -hmm. to line up our schedules this year. Um, Mexico, Palm Springs, California, the Oshiga Music Festival in Montreal. Never oh. would have thought to take a girls' trip to Canada. No. I don't. I don't know a lot right? about Canada. Um, Italy. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think of those big ones. I don't know. If I were to go to Italy or if I were to go international, that's something that I would want to do with my husband. Yeah. You know, now if I had been there with my husband before, or if I'd been to a big international place with him before, then sure. I would be like, Hey, you know, I want to go back and I want to go with my girlfriends. Then that is, um, but there are women out there that they do all of their major travel with their girlfriends because maybe their husbands don't want to, or they don't have the desire. I have a husband who loves to travel. So yeah, thinking of Italy, I think of going with him. I have a friend that her husband hates to travel. Absolutely hates it. So oh, she's been to so Egypt. Sad. She's been, she's been to a lot of different places on her own or wow. with, with other family members or friends because, and he's all about it. He's like, yeah, you want to do it? Go for it. But I just, he, he doesn't like it. So they don't, they don't do it together. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Charlottesville, Virginia. That really surprises me. Austin, Texas. Um, Napa Valley, Santa Barbara, New York, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love all of those ideas. I'm more of a um, U.S. I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to go international. But right. there's so many options. And knowing knowing what you're going for, right? A New York vacation versus a Florida vacation is going to be very different. Yeah. Uh, you know, Vail, Colorado versus Savannah, Georgia, very different. Mm-hmm. Mix it up, stick within your budget, and, you know, maybe you go 30 minutes outside your own town to a cabin in the woods because, again, the purpose is just spending time with your friends. Yeah, that's right. All right, Jackie, when are we planning our girls' trip? I know, right? Let's do it. We can meet in the middle. (gasps) Let's do it. Where's (laughs) in the middle? Texas? I don't know. We could do Austin. Um, We could do Austin. Where else could we go? Um, My dream is Waco. I still have not been to Waco. (laughs) Let's go. I've wanted to go to Waco. I don't know how many years for my birthday. I've talked about it so many times that I want to go to Waco for my birthday. I want to go to Waco, but it just doesn't, it hasn't happened. Okay. We're going. That is a thing. I want to go to Waco, Texas. There's so much. I love that. Let's plan it. It's in the books. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay. Lots of, I've learned a lot for somebody who hasn't taken a ton of, well, girls trips I mean as we've been talking I'm like oh wait a second we did go up to a cabin once with just the girls I don't do it very often however this has been very 
very helpful for me. And I love it. I love that you have that experience of doing girls trips and love them. I, I think they're great and important. I think it's a good idea. They are so fun. They, they can be bonding and healing and just the, the yeah. break that everyone needs. So please Absolutely. make sure that um, you're sending us messages about your girls trip. Tag us in your pictures. We want to see what you guys are up to. Thank you so much for being with us this week. Again, we, we love what we're doing. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the friend gap, send us a question, um, give us a rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Thank you all for being here. We love what we're doing and we'll see you next week on The Friend Gap.